Hello, this is the Potters Podcast. After a very disappointing week, Stoker back to the good old days, Angela. Hello, Ange. Hello, everybody. Uh, you'll be so happy that my voice is nearly back to normal. Although you probably won't hear it because Ian's going to go off on one of his rants. What a disappointment that was. And I think I had three one, didn't I, Ian? No, you didn't, no. <laughs> right, well, that's done. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> You're always trying to sneak your way through. Bit of a cheat, Andrew. You went like this on your sporting day. You foul breath. <laughs> you let that slip. That, that it. Right, so we go into this. We lost 3-1 to Sunderland with pretty much every goal scorer being a teenager and shocking defensive display. So we, what do we think of this one, Ange? Because I'd be really devastated. We sh- How many chances do we need to score a goal? It's well, Andy, Andy, Andy Cole FC at the moment, isn't he? Well, that's the problem. As I said to you, if you can't score and you can't defend, there's only one way you're going. And how many chances do we need to put one away? And then you look at the score yesterday, and we still didn't score. Our favourite player, Og, managed to score for us again. It's a, it's awful. Awful. It is. It's shocking. I mean, we should have been 2-0 before they scored, really. Got, yeah. got to be honest, we had two great opportunities. And I don't understand the formation change, but we'll probably discuss a bit more of that of Schumacher. But the big question we're going to have to talk about first is, what the hell's going on with the recruitment? And the big question is, why have we signed Kundal? Well, when you look at the amount of midfielders we've got, I, I would question why we've signed him. Unless we're going to, in the last week of the transfer window get rid of a couple of those people we've already got. And I'm not sure that we're going to, you know. I'm just not not sure that we are going to uh, get rid of of a couple of those people. I mean, you look at... okay, we've signed him. But we've got Baker Pearson, Berger Johnson, Lauren and Thompson all under contract to this football club. You would think that a couple of them are going to have to go in the transfer window. But if you're looking at who's going to go, well, I don't think anybody's going to take Daniel Johnson and um, Pearson, but not because they aren't good enough for some people. That's another conversation. But the contracts are so long and so well paid. Who's going to take them? We're back in that ballpark again. Well, they're on great contracts here. Contracts here. Why are they going to go? So I'm a bit concerned about that myself. And so far, I don't think he's played really well. Well, the problem is, he's a, he's a utility player, but he was brought in to become a cam. But the problem is, it's very few and far between when he's actually played as a cam on his loan spells. I know he did when he was a youth player at Wolves, and he, he shone a bit. But he's no he's not an assist maker, and he's not a goal scorer. His stats prove that with his loan spell at Swansea and his loan spell at Plymouth. So, who's ahead of, of analytics in the scouting network to not see that this man doesn't create chances. He's, I think he'll grow into a good central midfielder. I've got no doubt of it because for a young age, he has got good ability on the ball. He's, he's all right with the short passing. He's okay at trying to go forward. But he's, he's not a midfielder that's ready yet to be behind a striker and, and pull the strings. So it's a frightening way be, but again, that goes down to recruitment. And the recruitment, yeah, the recruitment is diabolical. I mean, Iverson, I don't know if it's because he's been back at Leicester for a season and a half and not played football, but there's a reason why Leicester have brought two new goalkeepers in and not give Iverson a chance. 
because I don't rate him Andrew at all. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far because I don't think I've seen him enough, but I don't think he's a spectacular improvement on what we've got. And, um, of course, we won't see him play at the weekend because uh, he won't play against Leicester, although I suspect Leicester would love him to play, the, the form we're in at the moment. But we'll have Bonham back between the sticks and then we'll see how good Bonham is. Uh, to be honest, I think Bonham's a better choice at this moment. But before we go into, obviously, player ratings, we'll go in with the match stats. I know that people abroad love these, so we'll go in. Possession, we had 58 to their 42. Shots, we had 13 to their 8. On target, they had 5 to our 4. Corners, we won 6 to 3. And fouls this week, we lost. Bit of a rare one, that. But we lost 10 to 9. So again, we controlled the game. We had more shots, but a complete lack of ability of finding the net. And you look at in the goal we did score was, like I said a couple of weeks back, the only way we are going to score from open play, either a defensive error from Sunderland or own goals. Yeah, I agree. I think OG has scored more goals this season than Ryan May has, Auntie, for Stowe. Yes, he has. Get him signed up, Auntie. Get- I raise OG, but you won't sign for us full time. Oh, I know he's, he's he just pops up when you don't want him, especially the opposition. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But like I say, we had fifteen shots shots on target, and only uh, four shots on target. Sorry, out of fifteen. It's diabolical, isn't it? It's awful. It's absolutely awful. Uh, but we talk as though this is a new phenomenon. It isn't. It's been going on for ages at Stoke, and as I said yesterday. We haven't had a balanced squad and we haven't had a clinical striker all season. I don't believe we're going to get one with five days of the transfer window left. It's just not going to happen. We're going to have to make and do with what we've got. And hope our goal stays with us for a bit. Well, let's bring let's bring OG in. Come on, he's scored three goals for us this season. <laughs> he's doing quite well. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think the problem is with us at the moment. We are completely toothless, and it all comes down to like Schumacher said. It, it's it's the final final ball. It's the final decision making process in the final areas of the pitch. We just just always wrong. Either the pass is wrong, the cross is wrong, the wingers we've brought in, and we've spent good money here. They aren't going to score enough goals or create them. I mean, Vidigal, it's too wavy form for me. And Haksabanovic, he comes in, does a bit of trickery, but no real clinicalness, no quality there. And it's worrying. And we've got Lloris yeah. on the right side, who's, who for me is a deep right midfielder. And he, I think he does put some good balls forward. But the problem is our, our forward line's nowhere near clever enough to read deep crosses. And they're not quick enough to get into them areas. So it's the same problem. Yeah, well, it's a bit of a worrying sound, isn't it? It is worrying, but it's not too worrying because we won't go down. Let's not panic, but I shouldn't say that too soon. Right, now we're going to player ratings and we start with Iverson. Well, I didn't think he had a lot to do apart from pick the ball out the net. I mean, he picked it out the net three times. Might have been able to do a bit better with the third goal. Um, apart from that, six. I'll go with a five for Iverson. I mean, to be honest, there's nothing he could have done with the shots. But I, I just don't feel confident with him. I think there's a, there's a couple of times where he, he wasn't calling and he was coming then stopping and going back. It, it seems like he's a bit rusty. He might be a good goalkeeper in a bit of time, but the problem is, yet again, it's a loan deal. 
when we bring players in alone, they've got to be ready to go. They've got to yeah. go in and make a difference. And the problem is of Iverson, he hasn't played for a year and a half, really. He's rusty. He's not ready yeah, to go. And the problem is, and that's but the problem is we're probably gonna get him fit for Leicester next year where they can sell him or do whatever they want with him. And that's the big disappointment. Right, now for me one of the worst performances I've seen in quite a while, which was Gooch. Yeah, I, I thought Gooch um well, he got rinsed, didn't he? Yeah. Um I the problem was that everybody else that I've seen play Sunderland this year have doubled up on Clark, and we didn't. We didn't double up on Clark, so he had so much space, uh, and he just—he was just way too good. I mean, he had a dreadful afternoon, uh, just embarrassing to watch. He started okay, but then Clark just turned into second gear, and that was it. It's—he uh, was completely and utterly destroyed him. And, and the one thing I didn't appreciate is him being taken off in the last couple of minutes of time so he could get a standing ovation off Sunderland fans. I'd have given him a standing ovation. He almost played for them. Uh, so I thought he was awful too. Uh, I'll go on with uh, one for Gooch. I thought he was dreadful. He, he was completely schooled by, not my quotes, but quotes from a, a lot of Stoke fans I remember reading back on. And I did go back and check. Clark's not good enough. Clark won't ever be a good player. Clark won't be able to cope in the championship. Our fans were saying that. Best player on the pitch, Ange, by a mile. Yeah, and, and I don't think Gooch will come up against a better winger this season. We can talk about this a bit later because I've got a theory about some of the lone players we've had in the last few years, Clark being one of them. But, uh, yeah, I thought Clark was way the best player on the pitch. We helped him to be that by not doubling up on him. There's nothing else you can say about Gooch. He kept trying and he got a standing ovation at the end. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like that, Andrew. I didn't like when he was there clapping Sunderland. They were all clapping him. What was he playing? Was he secret agent Gooch this week? I don't know. I thought it was awful. Yeah, I agree. Right, now we move into another bit of a disappointing performance from Jordan Thompson. I thought he had the worst game for ever. He was in no man's land for most of the match. Too much space. He's not a left back. He doesn't know how to play left back. I thought he was at fault with at least one of the goals, maybe two. It was just this massive space where where he was supposed to be, and um, he needed to go more into midfield a bit more than he did. He's a midfielder; he's not a fullback, and he got rinsed yesterday. Um, I wasn't sure he knew where he was playing yesterday. I thought he was just completely, completely out of it. But it was just a bad game for him. For uh, another two from me from Thompson. I thought he was poor. I the thing that annoyed me the most, though, and with Thompson was, again, another stupid booking for dissent. What's he doing at that point now where he's going in, swearing at the referee? You know you get the yellow card. And, and the, the thing is with Sunderland, they've got two wingers we're crying out for. Crying out for. The man on the right, I can't remember his name, and the bloke on, and Clark, who we know quite well, brilliant players exactly what we're after and the most frustrating thing which obviously we're going to just talk about later is that we could have had one of them and it's it's very frustrating as a, as a fan when you're watching what Clark's become when he plays on the right on the left side instead of the right but Thompson got proved yesterday that he can be a left back I believe he can but when he's up against wingers with that kind of pace and trickery he's going to get found out and you could tell the dissent what he said to the referee was frustration because he was ripped all day. Yeah. He couldn't cope with it. Yeah. 
But I'll, I'll be honest, I think the formation has a lot to do with this while Schumacher loses a bit of credibility. The returning hero, Ben Wilmot. I didn't think he was great. I thought that the problem was they were maybe having to look over the shoulders to just see whether they could do anything to cover the defenders. He was all right. He wasn't bad. But, you know, we, we, you can't say he was good because we let three in again. And that's not good for any centre-halves. So I thought he looked a bit rusty. I thought he looked like he gave the ball away a few times too many. I'll give him a five. See, I'll go with a six for Wilmot. I, I, I thought he did all right. I thought he was helping with the press. I thought he did some good passing forward. He was, he was trying to make things happen. And he had that brilliant run where he bulldozed through to try and create yeah. create a chance. And I thought it was our best chance, to be fair. I thought he did okay. For somebody who's just come back from a long injury, I, I thought he performed well. But it, I was just glad not to see McNally. And I mean, let's be honest, Andrew, what would the score have been if McNally had played that? Oh, don't. don't that, that's something we don't want to discuss. Yeah, well, it's got to be said, Andrew. We've got to think about it. Anyway. Right, now Michael Rose. Oh, it was a bad day for everybody yesterday. He's just a bit bland for me. I, 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 don't, I can't separate him much from Wilmot. But I don't think any centre-halves we've played this season are physical enough or do enough. Get stuck in in any way, shape or form. I don't think he was quite as good as Wilmot, so I'll give him a four. Uh, yeah, same mark as me, four. I thought he was... I mean, he did, he did a good couple of passes, like long balls in the first half to, to get us away, but then followed up with the simpler one, the short pass, messing it up and giving it to Sunderland. Thought he was at fault for two of the goals by conceding the ball. The fact of the matter is, Andrew, he's not good enough for Stoke. He's not good enough for where we want to be. And I've said this so many times of our back line, Ben Wilmot is our best defender because we bought him. The rest yeah. of them are all free transfers and loans. And he, yeah. we, we cut, what do you expect? And Michael, there's a reason why Coventry didn't want offer Michael Rose a new contract. And we're seeing it at Stoke. He's too hit and miss. He's not good enough. Not for a first yeah. team player, back up, maybe a back up centre back, fair enough. It's a rotation, but not as a first choice, which is what he's ended up being. And he's not good enough. And he gets a four from me because he wasn't good enough. Right, superstar, but not yesterday, Wootit Berge. He wasn't quite right, was he? I, I felt he was not in his best position. They aren't an easy team to play against, obviously, but I just thought he got more and more frustrated. But I still thought he was better than everybody else on the pitch for us, to be honest. Other than that, there's not really much, not much to say about any of them today, is there? I thought he was poor for the first goal. Uh, I th- you know, he jumped with their winger uh, and I thought he was poor the way he handled that. I didn't think any of them were at the races yesterday. So I'm afraid uh, we're not going to have an individual man of the match for me. He's going to get a six as well. I'll give him a five. I thought that was probably one of the worst games he's had since early Alex Neal in the start of the season. But again, it wasn't his fault. He was too high up the pitch. He was too yeah. high. He, he, was being, he, was trying to, he was being asked to get back and cover it. And let's be honest, Sunderland have got some real pace in that team. And he was struggling. And he, because he wasn't deep, he wasn't able to dictate the play like we were doing early Schumacher. He was too high up the pitch and he couldn't get involved. He, he tried his best to get, get involved as much as he could. But he did make a bit of bad Ricky for the opening goal, like you say. And I, and I thought he, he was too high and he couldn't get involved and be as good as he is in that oldie midfield role. I don't like him as a central midfielder, but when he plays holding, he's good. 
So yeah. poor mark for me. I don't. I'm not going to put a man of the match either. Right. Why have we signed him, Cundle? Right. Now I haven't seen anything yet that makes me say, "Wow, well, I can see why we've got him." I don't know if you have, but I just don't understand what he brings to the team. I thought he was particularly weak yesterday. So his passes were poor. I don't think he's quick. I don't think he's quick around the pitch. Uh, I'll give him one more match before I make my final thoughts on him. But I'm not a fan so far. For yeah, I'll go on with a four for Cundle. I mean, I thought he was useful going forward. I think he wormed himself in a good chance where he should have scored. I thought he created two more chances as well. I mean, he he can be good at that role. But where was he for all three of the goals? No tracking yeah. back, no support in the defence. Too many sloppy passes that could have been avoided. And if he was permanent, Tange, I would be quite happy about him. I'd think... There's a player there that could grow when he gets a bit older, he gets a bit tougher, a bit stronger. He'd be a decent player. But he's a lone player, and He's got to have instant impact like he did for Plymouth. He's got to come in and be that first-team midfielder. And at the moment, I'd probably prefer Pearson there or Baker. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. John Howe? Now, I said I wasn't going to have a man of the match, but I think that's unfair because I thought he was our best player. Not that there were many people challenging him for that title. He always looked a bit of a threat going forward. He always tries. So I'm giving him a seven. He's my man of the match with seven. Although he should have scored with that chance he had. He never stops running. I wonder when he will score for Stoke. When he does, he'll probably get five or six in the same match. So he's a seven from me. He He was the one that can emerge with any credit yesterday for me. I'll go on for seven as well, to be honest with Johnny. I thought he was brilliant yesterday. I like his twists, I like his turns. Every pass was forward thinking. He was trying to move us forward with every time he got the ball. A bit wasteful with opportunities though, but he did bring a couple of good saves out of Patson. Another goalkeeper I'd be looking at if I was Stoke, but yeah, you know, I disagree, we, we don't look at good players, do we? And so that's off, no, not that's, at the moment. That's off the table. So, But I, I was impressed with, with Joe now. He seems to get a little better, not a massive amount, but a little better every week. And I think he yeah. will become a good player. I, I like John now. I think he is one bit of business we've done well with there. Right, now, Hak Sabanovic. I don't think he's fast enough to be an out-and-out winger. I've not seen anything to me that suggests he's a creative midfielder. So I guess what I'm saying is, I don't know why why we've got him. Um, he doesn't bring anything to the table for me. I, at one point I thought he was going to be a poor man's own out of it, but he isn't even that good. Um, he should have had more shots than he did. I, I, I'm just not a big fan of his. I'd, I'd, I'd try and get somebody else in his place, five. I'm going to go over two for Axelbanovic, to be honest. I'm getting a bit sick of it, Ange. I'm getting sick of saying the same thing with him every week, that he gets in some great promising positions and then lets it all down with wayward passes, final ball decision-making. It's poor. Every ball he put in was crap. It was wayward, it was too short, it was too long, it was nowhere near the man. That one in the second half that was behind Bay when he ran in. No, I can see why Salty don't want him. If I was Stoke now, I'd cut it now. I'd say, Salty... I would. I would. Thank you very much. Goodbye. I'd say, thank you for your time, but there's no point in playing you because you're not not listening, you're not improving, and you're you're making the same mistakes every week. 
You, we've got to be that harsh with a manager. It's, it's not good enough. I would have preferred Vidigal in because at least he would have, at least he would have tested the goalkeeper with one of those chances. Absolutely. I've had enough of it now, Ange. Right now we move into Lloris. I just didn't think he was very good. He'll always try. He never gives up. But for me, that's all you can say about him yesterday. He tried. He had a chance. Another one who had a chance at Mr. Sitter. And he's one, you know, when you talk about people going down as though they prolapsed. I find him quite irritating with the way he goes down as though he's dead. Six. A six, I'll go over four for Lloris. I think he missed two of the best chances of the game. He created stuff. And I like his work rate. But diving again. Again, yeah. another stupid dive. I mean, there's nobody, yeah. nobody near him again. I know, it, it really is. I mean, I, I don't mind a bit of a overreaction when you're slightly touched and stuff like that. Well, I do mind it, but you can sort of go, fair enough, he's trying to get as a result. Diving when no one's near you. <laughs> well, no, no, can you? Absolute joke. Absolutely not good enough. Right, we'll move on from him, man, because I'm a bit angry with him. I don't really want to go into a rant because I'll end up swearing and people will be disappointed. Right, Campbell in the main striker role. Well, I don't ever think he has been a main striker. I'm sorry. I think he's better coming in off the wing. Yet again, there was no end product from him. He fades all every match. He faded yesterday. I don't think he's got the urgency and desire necessary to lead our football club forward. I know he's been injured. I know he's had lots of injuries. I know that he looks a bit fitter than he did do. But for me, we ought to let him go. And undoubtedly, he'll start to go somewhere else. Score loads of goals, but he's never going to do it for Stoke. Five. I'll go in with a four with Campbell because I, I was impressed and I wasn't like he. He was willing run behind and out set up chances. I mean, he got the Larice through. I thought he did well for the Bay, for the John O one. Uh, but yeah, after the second half, he was non-existent. No tracking back, no movements. It seems like he's. He seems like he's got no care in the world, doesn't he? He just seems like he doesn't. Yeah. He, don't, he isn't bothered. There's like no urgency in. Like followers like that, but then Fuller would come alive, beat two players, and put it in the bottom corner, which is why. Yeah, that's we, the difference. Yeah. Whereas Campbell's got the same attitude, but can't beat three players and put it in the bottom corner, and it's very disappointing because yeah. we all know Campbell could be a top top player. He's got the attributes. He's a great finisher. Where he's he's good with the ball. He can beat beat players. And I agree with you. I think he'll go on to somewhere else for a fresh start. And I think he will do well. But he won't last long. He's another Tom Ince, I'm afraid. He's another Tom Ince. A player yeah, that, right. that could be something good, but he just can't be bothered. And when games go away from him and he doesn't get the opportunities or things don't fall for him, he starts throwing his toys out of his pram and yeah, starts sulking it. round like he's got nothing to do. Well, I'm sorry, Campbell. Pick yourself up. And work harder. Then you might get start scoring goals and you might get that move to the Premier League that you're crying out for. Because if you carry on, you're going to end up at Vale. And no one wants that. No. He won't end up at the Vale. You're saying that now. Everybody said that about Danny Pugh. He became a legend there. Right, so now we're moving to the substitutes on the 60th minute. Vidigal for Haksabanovic. Uh, he's out of form, isn't he, Gal, he's, got, he's lost his confidence, he's out of form. Uh, I think the best thing I can say about Vinny Gal is he chugged about five. A four for me, uh, he just didn't. 
he just didn't make the right decisions again as actually basically we were swapped one person who couldn't finish in the final third for another player that can't make the right decision in the final third wayward passing not getting involved enough times when he should have ran through and tried to create a bit of space he didn't the time when he was completely blocked out when he had three players near him he did try to do it and for me that's just pure laziness that's where you're going well if I lose the ball here but I try it makes me look good no it doesn't it makes you look like an idiot because you're purposely losing the ball to try and look like you're trying and it's not yeah, good enough just not good enough at all. And also on the 60th minute, the new man who's been offered a four-year contract for some reason, Nathan Lowe, for Campbell. Well, Nathan Lowe, I suppose you could say he played a part in the goal. Uh, but, wow. I mean, again, we can talk about the, the contract he's been offered in a bit. I thought he tried to put himself about. I don't think he's going to be the great saviour of Stoke City. Uh I think part of the reason he got that contract where he has is because it's transfer window um, and they need to have some positivity. But I thought he was pretty anonymous on the pitch yesterday for... Uh, I'll go on with a five, steady substitution one. I, I do not understand why we give him a four-year deal. Because, I mean, I could understand if it was, like, junior with a new four-year contract because he's been amazing and probably been our second or third best player junior but to give a player that scored one goal and, and really hasn't done a lot yeah he's a promising young player and he might he might be decent after a loan spell but I don't understand why they give him a four year deal like he's a, fair enough if he'd come into the team and scored five six goals and we're thinking oh in a couple of years this lad can push up he scored one goal and had a couple of appearances where he's created the odd chance he's done nothing and doesn't deserve this big contract. I know we've failed in the market again, but when's that ever new? It's been happening now for well, seven, actually. eight years. So, you know, I, I'm not, I don't want to be too harsh on the young lad because he's a young lad who's come through and he, he's, he has impressed me a bit. And enough to go, yeah, he does deserve a contract. But not four. I'm sorry, because if he, if, he's, if he goes away on a loan spell and scores five goals in League Two and comes back, we've got him for another three years. Don't. Well, I'm just saying. Right, now Ryan May for Cundle on the 60th minute as well. A bit of a desperation move, eh? Well, I, I just think he's another one that looks completely bereft of confidence. Um, although he does look better when he's like in a deeper attacking role than when he's up front on his own, because he's not an out-and-out striker. Um, he's just out of form as well, isn't he? The, the confidence is, I think, rocking anyway, and when you're that far down in a game... It must be tough, but four for me. Uh, I'll go on for steady five. I mean, I don't understand what he was doing with that chance. I mean, Larice put it into the middle. It was just a nice little poke into the bottom corner on the back of the net, and he puts it over the bar. You know, yeah. I mean, this bloke came in to be the main striker. I mean, what is going on with it with some of these forwards, Ange? I mean, that's a bread and butter finish. You know, it is a bread and butter finish, but we haven't got any bread and butter finishes, have we? Well, I'll tell you what, Mark Sharon would have buried that one to Mark Sharon. Yeah, he would. I miss him. I wonder if we can get him back. Richard <laughs> Dorn would have scored it, Mark Steen would have scored it. Or Randall would have probably scored it. That's going back a bit. 
to be honest, I think Stephen Hawkins would have put it away as well, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> we digress. Right, so on the 71st minute, Ryan Bakey for Larice, which I didn't understand this sub at all. <laughs> I'll be honest. We you mean Lewis Baker? That's, I don't care what his name is anymore at this point. Right, well, no, well, he played like Ryan the Baker. Um, <laughs> I mean, the one thing you can say is he put on a better performance than some of the others. Uh, I didn't think it was brilliant. I, I didn't think... In fact, they were all rubbish yesterday, weren't they? I barely noticed Baker, to be honest, uh, for... Four, eight, I'll go over five. He mopped up a bit and covered his midfield shield, but that's all I can really say about it. And then on the 85th minute, just to give Gucci's lovely little send-off for a player that, I, honestly, I don't understand why he isn't washing the cars now for a living at Stoke, and that's Johnson. Um, I don't think you could mark him, really, because of the, of the time. Um... So I'm not going to mark him. Plus the fact that I don't really want to see him on the pitch again, and that's a worry that he does come on. So he's, uh, I'll give him a one. A one? Wow, you got the lowest mark I think you've ever scored. <laughs> wow, Johnson, it's only on the pitch seven minutes. <laughs> well, that's why he got one. He got just one for for being on the pitch for seven minutes. Right, okay then, that's, that's that's me proving right. Right, so we go into now the quick one, the referee. Hang on, what are you giving him? What mark are you giving him? Five, middle of the road, I can't. Oh, for goodness sake, middle of the road for seven minutes? Yeah, but it's five, it's always five in the middle for a sub. Because I can't no, judge him. Not in the real world, because. Well, I mean. You haven't given every one of those subs five. I give one four because it was crap. <laughs> but, right, but, you, but Johnson given, didn't have time to be crap. <laughs> he didn't have time. Not, but you've given Johnson more than. Right. Okay then. Done. We'll we'll say right minus five for Johnson. Are you happy now? That's okay then. Right. There we go. We'll move on we to. We gave him one. Right. We'll move on to the next bit. So substitutes not used. Bonham, Pearson, Hoover, and McNally. Would you have brought any of them on instead? I'll be honest. I would have probably brought McNally on in. Made a free back line after they scored the second. Yeah, half time. I would. I would have brought McNally on, and they'd have probably brought Hoover on as well, just so that was somebody else who could have had a go at about losing the ball. Well, yeah, because he loves losing the ball, doesn't he, Hoover? Another absolute pile of you know what. Right, so we're moving to the referee rating. What are you giving him? Uh, I thought the ref was okay, seven. Yeah, I'd, it's one of them, and it? it's middle of the rounds refereeing performance. I'll just. Five. <laughs> I think it's been five for about three months, hasn't it, right? Uh, right, so we move into the overall performance rating. Mm, it's four. A four? Mm. I'll go two. I thought, gob- I thought they were absolutely garbage. Right, OK. Garbage, Ange. Can't perform like this. It's right back to type again. It's like I thought, when I was watching, I thought, is Alex Neal back? Is Nathan Jones back? Is Michael O'Neill back? Is Rowett back? I think that's unfair on, on Michael O'Neill. I, I know, I just, I just wanted to wind you up, Ange. I just wanted to wind you up. <laughs> you're, a, you're a fighter for Michael, aren't you? No, I, I don't mind Michael. He's the only one out of the lot that I wouldn't put. As an, as a, it wasn't a success, really. I think it was a bit hard. Now, looking back, I think it was a big mistake. But we go in now, then, with Mr Schumacher's. 
Great. Right. I, when I heard his post-match, where he was clearly very annoyed, and he mentioned people uh, not taking training seriously, or, or whatever his terms were, uh, that bothered me a bit. Because if you're starting to effectively call players out, and I've no, no problem with anybody calling players out, I just think it's a bit early days, uh, I was a little bit concerned by that. Uh, and I don't, I don't think he got the formation right. I don't think he got the personnel right. So he's getting a five off me. I go with it even four. I think he got the wing backs all wrong. I, I don't think the play suited him. There was no overlapping because you know you're coming up against two of the most skilled and quickest wingers in this division, and you put them on their own with a player that plays midfield and a and a right back that's been in and out the team in Gooch and has had an injury. So we were quite rightfully got overrun on the wings and they were just breaking through with ease. But I thought it was a silly decision to put Berger higher up the pitch. I don't know why he was thinking that because it just made a massive gap between the midfield and the defence. It was a mistake that Alex Neal made for about three or four months where he played back line as a three and we just got overran. It's happened again. And I thought putting Campbell up front was a bad decision because he was, half the time, he wasn't in the right place. When balls were going right. in, he was outside the box. He was trying to do this, try. It's It was it was all wrong. I'm not going to have a go at Schumacher because I liked his response at the end of the game. He got angry. He was, he was explaining what, what's going on at the club, which not many have done right for a while. He's saying that some of the players are basically taking the mick. And we can have a guess on who do you think them are. Andrew, do you reckon the ones who are having taken the mick? Uh, I honestly have no idea because I thought we got rid of those that were taking the mick. You'll always find disaffected players when they're not in the starting eleven. You'll always find people moaning when they're only on the bench. Uh, I don't know. That's why I say I thought it was very much out of character. And, and I haven't got a clue. Who do you think it is? I've got a feeling Vidigal's one. Yeah, well, he's, he'll be one that isn't happy when he's not playing. I'm sure Mai would be happy, unhappy if he wasn't I think, playing. I think Mai's the other one. <laughs> We've got Junior coming back, haven't we? Because Cameroon lost to Nigeria, so there's one of your problems. So. Well, yeah, we've got a right back finally. Um, but right, we'll move now into the transfer window as we've finished on, on that turgid display. And like people say, look forward, not backwards, so we'll forget Sunderland existed. Right, so what's going on in this window? We've brought Cundell in. Again, so, yeah, we needed a goalkeeper. We've kind of corrected that with a very rusty one. But we haven't bought a left-sided centre-back in. We haven't bought a left-back in. We haven't bought a striker in. And we haven't bought a cam in. And I'll say the same as I said to somebody last night. You think we're going to get all those players in for Wednesday? No. If we've had an unbalanced squad in the summer and we couldn't get a clinical or decent striker that they fancied in the summer... We ain't going to get one in January. Yeah, but why can't they hit the loan market? Why can't they take one? Right, so hit the loan market, who's going to be available as a striker on loan at the moment? Somebody who's either been injured or isn't good enough not scoring goals out of form. Right? You're not going to get a striker in the January transfer window unless you're play, playing an arm and a leg and you're going for a title. No decent striker is going to leave for whatever amount of money 
right? I don't care who they are, to come to Stoke who are not even, at the way they're performing at this moment, at the middle of the league championship club. We, come on, Ange, don't be generous there. We aren't a middle-of-range club, we're a bottom-half club, come on. Well, yeah, and we've been lucky again because Huddersfield and QPR have drawn today. I mean, that could have been a disaster. Huddersfield scored in the 88th minute and luckily Queen's Park Rangers equalised, I think, in the 96th. I mean, we're, we're banking on the three teams at the bottom now being more lightweight than us. And I think we just about are. Yeah, we, you can't do yeah. this every year. We're getting worse and worse. Yeah, we're getting worse. But it's again, we're going down to the signings. They've improved nothing, have they? They've improved nothing. Vidigal, rubbish. Aksabanovic, rubbish. Larice not good enough. May, not good enough. Wesley, rubbish. Where, I mean, where's Wesley gone now? Well, he hasn't gone anywhere yet, but I'm much living hope. But, you know, I, I'll, I'll just have my say now on, on what I thought, if you don't mind. No, on what I thought, without before you go off in your rant, I'll have my say now, in a hopefully measured way, um, of, of what I thought yesterday looking back over the game. The first thing I thought was when you look at us, we're at best really average. So all those players we brought in, those 19 players, including Kieran Clark, who clearly isn't fancied either, um, we're, we're at best average. Then you look at the teams at the bottom three, and I think, thank God they're really weak. And then I look at our team, and I thought the midfield was dreadful yesterday. I wasn't even that convinced on Berge yesterday. I thought, you know, as I said to you, is um, is their first goal? He he, he jumped against a, a winger and he lost. He, he lost out. I thought he was poor out of possession yesterday. Then you look at the forwards. So your midfield's rubbish. We know the defence isn't very good. And then you look at your forwards. Campbell for me has never been a centre forward for two reasons: he don't work hard enough, and he's not brave enough. Right? His effectiveness is when he runs in behind. And he doesn't do that often enough because, in my opinion, he's either not fit enough or he, he, he finds it too hard work. Then you go back to the defence. I mean, Jordan Thompson struggled at left back. He's filled in admirably, but he's not a left back. Um, the back four, I think, just looks like a makeshift back four. And then where are the wide players? They don't show enough. The, wide, the people that are playing wide... You don't show enough, and, and, and that's not just now. Stoke haven't had wide players that have shown well enough for ages. And then you look at Clark, who played for them, and when he played for us, everybody said he'd never make it, as you said. People forget that when Clark and Philogene Bidet came at Stoke, they were very young. And then you can look at uh, that bloke we had from uh, Brighton, was it? Seema, right? Yeah, and then Gabby Matandu. Gabby they did really well in Scotland. We had them when they were first in this country or first back or very young. And we haven't, as fans or as staff, we don't give people a chance at Stoke. We just don't. And then you've got, you look at what we've got, you've talked about Cundle and I've talked about Cundle and we've signed him on loan despite all the players we've mentioned. And of those players, we've got two really highly paid players on long contracts. That's Johnson and Pearson. And I don't think Schumacher fancies either of them. 
Oh, I don't so, know if everybody does, do you? We aren't going to get rid of them, are we? We're not going to get rid of them because nobody's going to want them. No, it'll be loans till the deals are up. So there you go, that's my considered opinion. Yeah, the, the problem is with me, well, we, we, I've said this before, I said when we signed these players, I remember being on this podcast going, don't overjudge Clark, he's a young kid, but he'll grow into a good player. I saw bits of him, in Matondo as well. Simmy, you could see the pace on him. And I didn't think he'd be a good striker, but I thought as a wingy, he'd be very good. But yet again, we go, nah, they're not good enough, they, we'll move on to new targets. But the new targets are no better than what we, what they were. Whereas if we'd signed and spent money on a Matondo or money on a Jack Clark, they would have grown into good players. Similar to like Junior, who we've, who we've learned the lesson on now and we've gone, he's good, he's young enough, he's playing football, we'll give him a go. He's come up, he's our best right back. He's probably our best defender, to be honest. And we, he's 19, isn't he? 18, 19, he's a kid. Yeah. And the thing... And learn a lot, even though he's hardly played for Cameroon over there... He'll, he'll, we'll, he'll learn a lot but you know there again while we're talking about players I genuinely think Berger's destined to play in the Premier League he'll the way he played now, yesterday yeah. the way he played yesterday I didn't think he looked physically good enough or agile enough but mark my words he won't be at Stoke more near and Bay John Ho won't be at Stoke more near I and think they will Junior won't be at Stoke longer near if they're any good they will want to leave and the first decent bid that comes in for them, they will be gone. And that's the sort of club we support now. We're not your Premier League club. We're not your Championship club fighting to get back in the, the league. We are a bang average at best Championship club. And that is because we have made, when I say we, the people in position of power have made bad decisions. And they're not alone in that. You look at the Sheffield Wednesdays, you look at the Sheffield Uniteds, you look at the Nottingham Forest, you look at the Leeds. They've all done the same as we've done at different times and for, for long spells. Leeds were out of the Premier League for like 28 years, I think it was. You know, it's, it, it's, we're not unique in making bad mistakes. What I think we are unique in is not learning from them and repeating them over and over and over again. And if you do the same thing, well, what do you expect? Well, it, it is, isn't it? I agree with you. I mean, I've been saying it now for about six, seven years. We keep trying to fix every problem in one go. And then when that player doesn't work, even though he's a young lad and we could get him for a million or whatever, we're just going, nah, we'll go for other targets. And then that player goes off to Sunderland, for example, and rips the, rips the league apart. Apparently, Everton have been looking at clock. I know they can't at the moment because of FFB. But... But, I mean, this season's summer window again, is this going to knock us on for another two, three years where we're going to be rubbish again? I can only see relegation over promotion, Ange. I, I can't see where we're going to move forward. Because, honestly, it already Schumacher's having the same problem as the last four managers. Any different? When? All right. Let me ask you a question now. Then, right? When did we actually score through our forwards a goal? Uh, right, May a while ago, wasn't it? Um, Birmingham, wasn't it? Well, go on then, Birmingham. Who else? 
Uh, Rotherham. It is at the moment. It's only getting worse, isn't it? I mean, there is shoots. I mean, you know, at least we've had players like Bay, and but like you say, we're not we're not going to keep him. As soon as big clubs come in and go, well, he's a good young lad. We'll develop him at Tottenham. They'll come in and go, well, yeah, we'll have him because Hodgeberg's dropped out of Spurs team. They might go, well, we can get thirty eight for Hodgeberg and then sell and then buy Berger for eighteen from Stoke. You know, it's the 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 problem is it is frustrating. It's but I'm used to it now, Andrew. You're used to it. This is our life now, a bottom-end championship club again. Well, I, I think unless we change something pretty soon, not this season, we will struggle because every year we get that little bit worse, that little bit worse, and one day the trap door will open and we'll go through it. Yeah, but it's, the thing is, it's always after January, though, Ange. It's like, if you've looked at recent years we were like I remember Michael O'Neill came in and we had that incredible run until Christmas and then it started faded away after Christmas it seems like our teams and it's been every year we do, we seem to do all rightish in the first half and then we just go atrocious the longer it goes after Christmas it doesn't matter when you go atrocious you know we will always be one of those teams that go atrocious the one thing that bothers me is are we going to be good enough, right, to, to miss this trapdoor again this season? Because whatever we say, right, all these 19 players that were brilliant and these, these five pillars of success and these architects of whatever, our, our transfer guru man and our technical director, right, the fact of the matter is the players are not good enough. They haven't been good enough. They're not good enough. They're not suddenly going to be good enough. We are in a battle. Again. Again. It's frightening. Absolutely frightening. Well, if you were... Right, there's a fans... And, and you were supposed to be ranting this yeah, week. Yeah, you it's your turn this week, Anne. Oh, all right, question. If you were going to the fans forum, which I think is the week after next, and you're going to meet Schumacher and Ricky and Simon King, what would you say to them? I'd say, do you know where your coat is? There's a dormy out, son. Right, that's what most normal, rational Stoke fans would do. But you know what will happen? No, he won't get rid of They him. won't sit down, they'll blind everybody with science, they'll come up with all these reasons why you've got to give these players time to gel. Yeah, there was a bloke came on the pitch for Manchester United today. Right, he's 18. He scored with about his second kit. Why is it only us that these players need time to gel? It's, a, it's just an excuse. It... Wayne Rooney at 16, he was good enough. 
right? You didn't have to take ages to gel. Honestly, you're either good enough or you're not. And these players, the vast majority we have bought, are not good enough. It's okay saying we'll get much more money back for than we paid for Berger and uh, Junior and Bay Jun Ho. We're not here to be a bank, are we? We want we as fans want to win something, and we're not winning anything. Quite frankly, it's not enjoyable to watch at the moment. I don't know what you think. No, it's it's rubbish. It truly is rubbish. I mean, I agree with you. It's the same mistake every year, but it's the people we bring in. It's like this Ricky Martin, for example, who we're going to go into now because I think it is his fault. Ricky Martin's come in with Alex Neal. He was sat by Norwich, and I think West Ham wanted... I don't know if there's another club in between, but I know he was sat by them too. For what he's doing now at Stoke... Now, the problem is, for me, is John gets too involved with these people and he gives them too much time. He listens to them because he doesn't know. Now, the difference is you've got to get people in who you trust. People who've been around the club before and no care. Like if a Pulis came in. We know Pulis cares because he did nine years at the club. And the only reason he was going to leave Stoke was because he was sacked. Now, I know them two don't get on, and it, it won't happen, I know. But if there's people who are his assistant or people around that, people who they know, there's got to be people they can trust who have the club at heart, as well as how much they're getting paid. That's where the yeah. that's where it comes. Come but with people... yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. But um, you talked about Ricky Martin. He was at West Ham after he, he got the bush from bush from Norwich, and he wasn't doing a job similar to the one he's doing now. Obviously, he, he's passed an interview and he's become the technical director. My belief is, uh, whatever role you're in, if you don't do the job properly, you should be held accountable. And we seem to take an awful long time to hold people accountable for mistakes that they make. No, it's true, yeah. He keeps already. I've not been impressed by... I mean, to be honest, I like what he's done with Junior in... Bay and but we should be doing more of that. The problem is with it is nineteen players. We've got three that you have mentioned. Yeah, three. Three good. out of nineteen is, is is not a really great return. Well, it's better than the one before, Ange. When, we, we, we never signed nineteen players in the transfer window. Before. It was about seventeen last year, wasn't it? All, all of them were crap. <laughs> I'll be honest. Well, <laughs> and well, I mean, the last person who did well for me in bringing quality in when he had money to spend was actually Michael O'Neill. When he got Jacob Brown, he got Jordan Thompson, and he got Doherty, who United are looking at now. He brought some good players in, he did. But yeah, and and not lost a penny on any of them. I mean, even Surridge, you, we had the money back on Surridge. Doherty didn't settle him. here, oh, um, but you know. He, he didn't lose a penny. I, I think you could sit down and look at Mike O'Neill's dealings and you could say, um, well, he got his money back on Doughty. We got the money back he paid on Doughty. We got the money back he paid on Surridge. We made money on Brown. I think Wilmot cost about one and a half million. And when you think of how much we paid for, how much we got for Collins and what's his name, Suter. And then we, I think we got... We got more for Danny Bath than we we uh, we paid for Wilmot and Thompson. Um, I, I don't think Michael Deal paid money on anybody else. They were all free agents and loans. 
and, and Jacob Brown was the best bit of business he did with anybody. You know, Jacob Brown is now playing in the Premier League. Yeah, it isn't. We earned a bit of money for him. Right, so... Yeah, it is a mess. It really is a mess. There's no question of that. But before we go, we're going to put match predictions in. So we're still 2-2. <laughs> got to stop laughing, Harry, because we, we are bad at this. I've got to be honest. People are laughing yeah. as well. Okay. So we've got Leicester away. I'm going to go 4-0 Leicester. Right. I'm going to go 3-1 Leicester. Three, 3-1. One. Yeah. I'm going to go four because I think they'll turn up. You know, they've been a bit out of form recently. And in comes the charity. Charity ball rolls in from Stoke on Trent. Here you go, lads. Go get yourselves four goals and get yourselves back yeah. up the table. Three one, you've gone for. I've gone for four nil. And before we go, what's the news on the ladies? Well, the women this afternoon were uh, at the new book's head where the Wolves women play just after Derby. We beat them 2 1 at home. I don't think we've ever beaten them twice in a season in the league. So imagine my utter surprise and pleasure when it was like the Alamo, where they should have been five up in the first ten minutes. And about three minutes before half-time, their goalie dropped across straight onto the foot of our, one of our players who slammed it gleefully in the back of the net. Right? So we're one up. And I guess you know what's coming next, don't you? Lost 5-1. The second half half was pretty much even Stephen. They had a few chances. We had a few chances. We started time-wasted in the 50th minute. Right? Goalie lying down. You know, all the good stuff that you do when you want to beat a local rival, right? And in the 95th minute, guess what happened? We went 2-0. No. Oh, come on. So I was, it's just completely shattered my weekend. The 95th minute, they had a free kick, went in, girl headed it, bang. And I'm gutted. It's Absolutely gutted. Heartbreaking, that is. So it's been a perfect end to the weekend. It's not been a good weekend, Ange. We'll get that. But at least it's not as good as the incidents in Vale Park yesterday. No, and what I have to say about that is... Look, we find it funny. I've, I found the bits at West Brom and Wolves this afternoon horrible as well. Yeah, that was. I was uh, watching you know, that police, live, yeah. Police, police going in and battering people. The one thing I found strangely funny, not amusing, was that guy ran all the way across the pitch from the railway stand unchallenged. Now, he could have had a knife or anything. He could have had a gun or anything. That's frightening. You've got him anyway, and he's only a young lad, 62, I mean, where, where's your brain gone? Where's your brain gone? Well, it could be drink. You might, you might not remember any of it. You might have had a blackout, gone mental. Listen, you, you don't run, you don't run uh, that fast if, you, if you're drunk at 62. And the other thing was, not one player, nobody sort of shouted, hey, up, mate, where are you going? Or, I mean, I know you're not probably not supposed to try and stop them, but wow. It could have been so much worse. And I admired the ref how quick he disappeared. Because there'd be some refs that would just stand there, you know, and, and wait. But listen, all's well that ended well. I know, it's, it's crazy behaviour, isn't it? Running onto a pitch. I mean, he's an old man. Let's be honest. Well, not old man. He's 62, any but you know, he's not far from retirement. He's going to get arrested. He's probably going to get a ban from Vale Park. I mean, good on him, like. He's... 
Better this. It's better than watch that rubbish. Yeah, his life begins now. <laughs> You'll see him down Stoke next week. <laughs> Seriously, though, he, he could lose his job. He's going to have a criminal record. He's bailed. I mean, what goes through your mind to do it? Whether you're drunk or not, was he on his own? Didn't any of his mates try and stop him? No, they're probably I mean, egging him on. Yeah, it just sounds like you. I bet you were there, Ian. I wasn't there, don't you worry. I go, Vale Park, what would I be? I'd get a burn yeah. if I go near that place. Yeah. <laughs> My skin well, melts. That is, what, that is justice, isn't he? The Vale lost on the penalty kick. Oh, yeah. So, which is why he ran on, but at least he converted the penalty kick. But that's us done for another scintillating, positive week of Stoke City. It is. It's been an exciting week. If anyone wants to follow it, you know where we are. We're on every social platform, every podcast provider just put the parts podcast in you'll find us dead easy and that's another one done so i'll say ta-ra ta-ra thanks for listening everybody <laughs>